Well, hello there, chaps. Welcome back to another jolly good episode of the Job and Ruben show. Yes, 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 indeed. Uh, today we've got a very an episode that's very near and dear to my heart because if you don't know, I'm a very big fan of retro tech, and we've also got Ruben here, who's a very big fan of Apple. So today we're going to be talking about the most retro Apple-y computer there probably ever was, which is the original Macintosh. I love the Macintosh, the 1984. I know. Bad boy. So, how's your week been? Uneventful, yeah. Haven't really been up to much. I, uh, I, uh, I refreshed my phone, like, clean installed it, just because it was full of junk and couldn't be bothered to uninstall them, so why not just you still uninstall running? your operating system? Are you still running the, an the um, Android? I am still running original Android. Unfortunately, I have a, um, a Google 5A, so, like, it's used by a lot of developers, so you can, like, unlock the bootloader and, like, install stuff on it. I'm too much of a monkey to figure out how to do that. So yeah. I just reinstalled it and uninstalled all the Google dodginess. Yeah. What about you then? Well, I got um, a hard drive, a terabyte hard drive. Yeah. So I've now got to find out if it works or not. Very good, very and good. And wipe it clean. I'm also planning on maybe dual booting a Raspberry Pi. And a Raspberry Pi? Yeah, yeah. There's barely enough memory on one of those things to, you know. But for what I want, I was thinking just to run like a Plex server on it. It's so like a fully legal movie, si movie Oh, site. yes, 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 yes. Um, Don't you worry. Don't you worry, Spotify. Um, but I was thinking, oh, no. what what's? But the issue with that is I probably don't have enough space to store everything on it. Of course, yeah. But actually, my terabyte hard drive, I can mm. store thousands and thousands of films on it. Exactly. So, and it doesn't have to be fast. Mm. Because it's just storing it. Well, ideally, you want a lot of RAM for oh, a server. Yeah, so. I was going to say, but, but then you can just, or I might buy, I might buy a really cheap laptop. Yeah, that would And just be stick a bunch of RAM in it. Or a desktop, to be honest. Like you look on eBay, there's some really cheap ones out there. Yeah, I was thinking like a workstation, maybe like the um, mm. the HP Z, and um, maybe like four twenty or six forty. Four twenty. Yeah. Or the, or maybe the eight twenty. What these um, names? Yeah. But the thing is, quite a lot of companies use those because they were really good. They had a really powerful CPU for what mm. they for what they were. Quite often, companies will chuck hundreds of them out at a time when they upgrade all their laptops, when they upgrade all their PCs, and um, and it will just flood the market, making them go fairly cheap. Exactly. Yeah. But you got to be keep careful because sometimes they're at like two hundred. 200, 300 pounds a pop, and sometimes they're at 20 to 50 pounds a pop. It really so. it does vary. I mean, and when you think about it, you know, with all the businesses going online and everything, yeah. you would think, you know, there's going to be a surplus of them, surely. So I'm just saying. Mm. So let's talk about how Apple even got started in the first place. So Apple, you probably know, like, the myth around Apple starting, don't you? Yes. It was like two dudes, Steve Jobs, Steve Wozniak, two Steves, two Steves. Yeah, um, garage. Out in the garage, making computers. Yeah. Um, I think they made them initially for like this little tech shop. Remember when tech shops were a thing? They've all gone bankrupt now. Oh, yeah. But yeah. No, we have one. We do have one. Do hey. we? Phone shop. Yeah. That doesn't count. Come oh. on. It's just, oh, no. Just dodgy. But yeah, they initially made computers for that. They made the Apple One, which was literally just a piece of wood with a computer inside. It did it did look like something that had came out of like you would do at like GCSE? Yeah. Um, oh, here's what we made today. I kind of like. I find it charming. I don't know what you think of it. 
Interesting. It is, it is. But then it all really started to kick off with the uh, release of the Apple II, which you've probably seen. It's a good-looking computer. Yeah. It is. That's the only real thing I can say about it. I don't really know too much about it. So you like, you really like old Macs. I love old Macs. But you see, I quite, but you don't like new Macs. Yeah, what, are you the other way around? I quite like some of the new Macs. Or, mm. or okay, no, not new Macs. I quite like some of the new iMacs and stuff. They do. Oh, the... no, I don't like the look of the new iMacs. Oh, no, not the new Macs, sorry. Um, the, the MacBooks. Do you quite like the MacBooks? They're all... I don't really know what I feel. Do you like how they uh, they don't taper anymore? There's like They're no longer a wedge. They're like just flat. Do you like that? I don't know. Just I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I just think because they run nice and smoothly compared to the old Macs. Well, yeah, but have you seen the cooling on the, the new M2s is actually worse than the M1s? Yeah, I've heard about which that. Which is uh, unfortunate. It is unfortunate. And also there's less battery space. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I like, I like the wedges. I do like the wedges. Like, my uh, my cousin has, like, a really good... I think it's, like, a 2019 MacBook. Mm. Oh, yeah. It has terrible ports. It has two Thunderbolt ports. But it's... Oh, it's good. Mm. Anyway, Apple II. A good-looking machine. Can we all agree on that? Yes. It's, um... The keyboard will obviously become famous because, you know, it feels really good. People love that. Yeah. Um, you Every, do know. Everyone knew you were typing on that, though. Yeah, exactly. You put, you put one click down and it's like... like Thunder! Like I'm a, typing! Some I'm kind typing! Of, Look, everybody, I'm typing! <laughs> some kind of, like, golem. I mean, back in the day, if you had a, a computer of that size, you know, let the world know, why not? Yeah. But, yeah. So, that kind of gave Apple the leverage they needed. But... As a whole, they still were a pretty divided company. I mean, you know Steve Jobs. He's a he's a bit of a personality, isn't he? Oh, he has a cracking haircut. True. And that he, beard. Yeah, very true. I don't know. He uh, he kind of tapered off near the end of his life, but you know when we're talking about eighties, uh, Steve Jobs here, absolute babe. But anyway, um, better than Tim Cook. Yes. What are you on about? Oh, Ted Ferrarini, though, love him. Um, where even was I? <laughs> this is a great episode. This is a great... Right we're going to have to do so much trimming. Yeah. When he has an idea for a computer, he will not accept backing downs. He will not accept, you know, people compromising on that vision. I mean, he was a visionary, to be fair. But, like, before, before, like, these computers, they were mm. big, bulky machines. Like I suppose so. Huge, I mean... like... Only a few people had them from, like, the military, possibly space, space agencies, mm. and war, because, like, they, they filled a whole room, didn't they? Yeah. And, and do you, would, you, would you believe it if, you know, the computer they used to uh, land people on the moon? You know, that only had four kilobytes of RAM. Yeah, that has... So our phone has more technology than the end, than the whole rocket ship that went to the moon on the first place. It's crazy, it is. But, yeah, in terms of popularising the um, home computer, Steve definitely did a good job. He was a bit of a fanatic, and that would eventually lead himself into um, competition. Not with IBM, as you might expect, but with his own company. (laughs) Yeah. Because uh, a lot of people at Apple, you know, very talented engineers, of course, um, they wanted to make a computer called the Lisa, which was this... We'll get to it. Which was this big, this... 
it's hard to explain. It was a very big computer, still meant for like home computing and some science stuff, but... It looked like most computers with two, except for it had a little box sticking out to the side where you put your floppy disks in. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. But Steve Jobs hated it so much that I kid you not, he got out of the studio, bought a bit of property next to the studio, hung up a pirate flag, and started his own studio. I swear, you can fact check this, by the way. It might, obviously, this is all coming from memory. The notes that we've got are not very good. But, I mean, the man was committed. And to be fair, it did help motivate his team, which you could argue is part imagine of the reason why the Macintosh massive, is so good. Imagine having a massive pirate banner flying outside your... your <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, look at me, I've got a pirate flag. I'm can, better can, than you. Can IBM do that? It is true. Um, but yeah, I do you think that contributed to the development? Do you think he planned? Do you think it was like some big stunt to like make his employees work harder? No, I just felt like he thought like doing it so he did. <laughs> yeah, makes sense. Speaking of IBM, by the way, we you know, a discussion of the Mac cannot go without a discussion of the IBM PC. Yeah. What do you think of it? 1981. IBM comes out, they get Charlie Chaplin to do the commercials of all people. It was a good commercial. It was, it was. Um, IBM, when they came up with the PC, they didn't expect to uh, sell as many copies as they did. And the person they got to... uh, Alright, guess who who was writing the um, operating system for the PC? Um, Steve Jobs. (laughs) It was not Steve Jobs. That would be the ultimate plot twist. It was none other than Bill Gates and Microsoft. Bill Gates and Microsoft? Yeah, but before... At at the time, Microsoft didn't exist. It was just like Bill Gates writing the programs. But because they expected it not to do very well, when it became this massive commercial success, they didn't secure the rights to Bill Gates and his code. So Bill Gates went off and made software for Compaq, for Radio Shack and all their computers. Compaq. So, yeah. The so, IBM computer. kind of screwed themselves there. You want to talk about Compaq's computer then? So, Compaq literally was their portable computer. <laughs> but, of course, in the, like... Um, 80s. 80s I was say, early is 80s. It, is it early 80s or was it late 70s? It's uh, early 80s, after the IBM PC. So, 81. It was... It was so amusing because it was literally a suitcase. It, it was massive. <laughs> it was massive. Why would you even want a portable computer? Because it had a handle on it. It looked so cool. With a little <laughs> yeah, handle. but the people, you could kill a man with that. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and I liked how the um, the keyboard folded up into it. Oh, it's clever. It's clever, but it's it's a bit much, isn't it? All right. So we're gonna move on to the to the big thing. Mm. What, what we've been waiting for. The Macintosh. So no, not the Hackintosh. Not the Hackintosh. The Macintosh. The story itself. of its development is very interesting. Yeah. Nineteen eighty four, that's where it begins. Nineteen eighty four. So at this point, I think the Lisa had come out. Lisa it, had came out and it, it was didn't a work. it was a complete flop. Um it yeah, nobody worked. bought it. Yeah, yeah. But uh Apple was trying to, you know, build up a bit of hype behind this machine, because Apple computers, would you agree, even to this day, like they're more than just computers, they want to tell a story. They do. They're they're very particular about their design choices and 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 they're, and they're unique. They don't look like any other. They still manage to distinguish themselves from exactly. Being... And there were two main steps, I'd say, to the popularization of Macintosh. We could call it that the popularization of uh, yeah. the Mac. First was the commercial, which um, who is it? Who is it? Who directed it again? Uh, Ridley Scott, director of um, 
It was Terminator. But uh, they brought in Ridley Scott to direct the commercial. 1984, it aired at the Super Bowl, so you're going to have the entire American public's eyes on this thing. Um, and it was an interesting, cool advert with with it being, basically, because you know how 1984 is the whole setting of Big Brother? Yeah. It was kind of all based around Big Brother. If you're not aware of the advert, you get everyone listening to Big Brother who is subtly hinted at them being IBM. Yeah, I don't think they... Well, Apple says they didn't intend for it to be IBM, but I feel like there definitely was something going on there. Yeah. Definitely just a subtle kind of hint towards them being IBM. Mm. And then then you have this person who runs in with a sledgehammer... Mm. Mm. being chased, I think, with the sledgehammer. Yes, yes, and, yes. And she's got the big Apple logo plastered all yeah, over her shirt. looking very bright. Yeah. Um, and she swings it round and round and round and launches it into into the to the man's face and it, and everything kind of like fades to white and then and then like the weird credit things roll. Yeah, it goes, Apple's... Um, and it goes something thingy. like... Um, the Macintosh will create a 1984... Mm, no, it was... Um, in uh, date, 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 1984, Apple computers will introduce Macintosh, and you'll see why 1984 won't be like 1984. Now, how is that for a slogan? That, that, yep, amazing. Definitely building up the hype. And to combo that, the one-two, just after that, Steve Jobs goes on stage with the Mac itself, and... Uh, pops it down, pops pulls it down. out the box, was it, or was it a bag? It was a bag. It was a bag. Mm. Pulls it out of the bag, and he stands back... Everyone is silent, and then all of a sudden it goes, Hello, I am Macintosh. Boy, it sure is great to get out of that box. It was it was cute, but you know, no, no, they didn't talk about this um, in the research we were doing. That was exclusive to the 16 kilobyte model. Uh, the uh, 12 kilobyte model couldn't do that. Okay, kilobyte. So even, kilobyte. yeah, kilobyte. So even back then, Apple was doing exclusive software. Oh, nothing has changed. Maybe just because it couldn't run on the lower lower software. Yeah, that was it. But um, I don't know. Bit, and to think that I have Apple swindling there. And to think that I have a terabyte um, hard disk drive that that is considered. Yes, old. sitting in front of us, we have a sixteen gigabyte computer, and a one terabyte hard drive. Bearing in mind the hard drive is from sixth of March two thousand and nine. Mm. Like sixteen gigabytes is that more? How much could be stored on a floppy disk? It was like... F- megabytes, wasn't it? It was in megabytes. It had to have been in megabytes. So, the scale, the the progression of technology, and that's one of the reasons why I really love talking about retro tech, because it puts you in perspective, I'm, doesn't you? I'm really tempted to buy a, a Walkman. I might buy a broken one, or 3D model one, and print it so I can plug my phone into it, and use a headset... And basically fashion uh, something that I can, like, that looks like a Walkman, but actually it's just, like, a holder for my phone and headphones. I had the exact same thought. <gasps> no. I, I went and got a 3D model of a Walkman, and I planned to put a Raspberry Pi in it and turn it into an MP3 player. Oh, I was just thinking of having it way for my, um, just basically in the tape player. Instead of it being a tape, just being able to slot my phone into oh, it. Oh, no, because I'm trying to, I'm trying so to use like, my phone less, so I'm like... Oh, I might as well make a MP3 player and like, how cool would you look? The guy who walks in with a full-on thingamabob strapped to his belt, uh, Sony Walkman. Do you want to say anything about the mice? Uh, the mouse. The mouse is something very interesting. Um, 
So, Steve Jobs, he, you know, he grasps onto this new technology. He's a big fan of pushing the industry forward. Always has been, really. And what happened was, he went to a visit to a place called Xerox Park, which is the experimental, like, science park thing. Kind of like Bell Labs. I don't know if you know about them. They uh, invented the first telephone and also Unix. So, oh, yeah. yeah, it's one of those places. Um, and he sees this strange pointing device because you have to imagine before this everything on the computer like the IBM PC just a terminal you yeah. use your uh, arrow keys or whatever you know for the fight for the people who use arrow keys still but you see this weird pointing device it only has one button and it uses um, a rubber ball it doesn't have the weird red light now it ha- uses a proper rubber ball to move this this strange thing called a a mouse across the screen and he sees this and he loves it so he licenses it for I think $40,000 which is probably even more in today's money so that's ridiculous and um, obviously it first makes its debut on the Macintosh and I believe it's what popularised the mouse yeah Um, Mm? am I right in thinking that the Macintosh was the first GUI GUI laptop to It wasn't out. the first GUI, um, but it was definitely the most usable GUI at yeah. the time. And that's what really one made everyone <clears throat> go towards the GUI, right? Yeah, I mean, we've got. Uh, it says here that uh, John Lennon, he got his son, uh, it was Sean Lennon, I think. Yeah. To sure. um, He got it for his birthday. And at the time, I don't know how old Sean Lennon was, but if a child I can think, use I a think computer. He was young, yeah. Like. Or Andy Warhol, who's probably never used a computer in his life. Um, to create some art with it. To create it. art with it. Exactly. Like, it really was a computer for people like you and me. And on the theme of art, they had Mac Paint, which is mm-hmm. like, which definitely primitive, inspired... Primitive um, critter, primitive sh- Photoshop. Definitely, yeah, definitely like um, inspired Photoshop. Oh, yeah, of course. Very nostalgic, very nostalgic program. And then... Um, just a revolutionary computer. The floppy disk, how how you had to there was only the only way when you loaded it up you had to put in your OS floppy disk. Yeah, exactly. And when you wanted to put your game in, you'd take out it and, and then you'd put your game floppy disk mm. in. But sometimes it didn't have everything it needed because it was all loaded into the RAM. So you'd have to sometimes you'd have to swap the um, floppy disk out again. Exactly. Just to be able to play your yeah. game. But um obviously what we've just told you is the widely known story, or not widely known, widely known among nerds story. But there's a lot of small details that a lot of um, info seems to leave out. Let's start with the the design of the Mac itself. So um, it's fanless, except for the, uh, whatever you call it, power supply fan, which is going to be a theme of Apple, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. That did, a lot of people think it hampered its performance back in the day. Mm. Yeah. I think it did, but I'm not too sure. But that's Steve Jobs being Steve Jobs, you know, wanting it to be this this perfect computer that, you know, just does everything so well. But on a final point, it's time to talk about what it led to. Um, the Macintosh itself, a lot of people seem to forget about. It wasn't actually too popular. It was very popular among designers, but yeah. in terms of home computing, uh, not home computing, rather, business. Um, Everyone still used IBM. Yes, of course, because international business machines, of course. Yeah. You know, you're running a business back in the 80s. You're going to want all the programs that come on Microsoft's IBM's little operating system. It was really... 
telling me to move. <laughs> it was really with the, um, you know, later computers, like the um, the uh, Macintosh 2. Mm. Uh, it supported colour. It um, was a normal fac- uh, desktop factor. It, it the CRT. This is one thing that confuses me. I don't know if you see it differently, but the CRT is part of the computer with the Macintosh, mm-hmm. which is a bit weird. I don't know. I guess it's like that with modern iMacs, but I don't know how I feel about it. It definitely led to greatness. It did. I guess if you're back in the day, you know, even and plugging in a CRT, most people it don't do. definitely led to the, the new iMacs, and you think the, the new... The new M.2 that definitely didn't perform as well as they wanted it to. Mm, yeah. And um, all came from the Macintosh. But anyway, we've gone on enough. This is probably the longest episode completely uncut we've ever done. So thanks for listening to our podcast on the the legacy and the history of Macs and MacBooks as well as many other mm. Sidetracks we've we've gone on. Yes, this. many many tangents. It's been a fun one. I will. I reckon we should do a bit more retro tech. Maybe about I don't know consoles. Or yeah. Like that. It, yeah, it's been good. But anyway, thank you very much for listening. Uh, catch you guys next week. Bye. Bye. So we now have a little special bit of all our bloopers for the special event, the blooper section. You've actually made me lose the plot. Yeah, Steve Jobs. You're distracting me with your magical phone wizardry. Yeah, rocking the OS 16 so I can, if I tap and hold, I can change between lock screens. Yeah. It looks nice. What were the other features? I'm trying to think. This is what I'm vibing at the moment. The Jamaica home screen look. <laughs> yeah, the Jamaica. Um, you, can, you can unsend messages. So if oh, I yeah. Click. Well, there's a little search function, so on the Did bottom. Did they change the widgets? I swear they changed the widgets. But I can click search at the bottom instead of having to do... Oh, it's like a Mac. Instead of having to do that. That's clever. Search. It's about it's about the, um, the whatever, the uh, integration and whether or not, you know, the apps can be bothered to develop. Have you yeah. run into any bugs yet with it? Or is it alright? No, it's running smoothly. Fair do, fair I'm do. having them like, well, my theory is, because you know mm. you can change lock screens. Yeah. For the fun of it, mm. I'm thinking like going like a Marvel theme. So I have all the Marvel characters on my wallpaper, <laughs> and then like seven of them each day I'll just like fair do, flip yeah. over from like Hulk to <laughs> Doctor Strange. Just I like the customization. I do, I do. But I do like I do like the new um the new texts at the um the new the fonts. new, font, the new fonts. I do quite like that. Yeah, it was but a new. What edit. I don't like is mm. the the little you know the the lock. The lock's mm. small. Why? I don't know why the lock is small. What, that? Yeah. It looks clean, I think. I don't like how it's small. Also, I don't know if you look at my battery. And mm. um, it never used to tell you your battery percentage. Now Did it, it not? No, it just used to be like a bar and it was so annoying. <sighs> but now they've flicked it in. Damn. I'm still on iOS 15 with my little, my little boy. But uh, obviously I never use that. I use that for like the two apps, which are iOS exclusives. But I'll probably just keep them. Um, The Shuabe Jisho, which is like a a Japanese dictionary that I use, and it's really good, but it's only iOS. And then there's um, Fitness, which I dislike, and like I use it whenever I can. Oh yeah, even the name Macintosh. I think in some like little little corners of Mac OS, they still call the computer the Macintosh. Yeah, yeah. Which is really interesting. So if you go to the little Apple icon, um, and you go about this Mac. I think it still does. Is that the startup disk Macintosh HD? Yep. What on earth is this?